Yes, hello folks, welcome to the Manchester United Show on Beyond the Pitch. I'm your host as always, Phil Brown, and delighted to be joined here with the magnificent Alf Warren, who needs no introduction from me, the magnificent Alf Warren, of course, uh, who provides us with artists and artists of entertainment. Um, of course, also a big Manchester United fan, and who also has his own podcast. Uh, before we get started, tell me you about your own podcast. Yes, absolutely, Phil. Um, delighted to be on. Um, yeah, no, it's... it's um, it's been going since April. We've had 10 episodes so far. Um, we're kind of in the process of evolving it, in a sense. Um, I suppose better equipment and all of that. Um, and we have more guests probably coming up uh, at the start of the Premier League season. So um, it's kind of stopped the last, say, month or so. But we're, we're going right back into it uh, at the start of September, which would be in around two weeks. Good for you. And uh, how's father who treating you? Well, before before I came on, I said to you, Phil, I've been up to the top five. <laughs> we all know that thing, my mate. We all know that one. It's, uh, it's, so, yeah, but uh, you wouldn't change it for the world. Um, yeah. Let's start out with good news. Um, yeah. United fans have been getting anxious to do this one, though. We've been watching our rival strengthen. And it looks like we're on the verge of announcing uh, Van der Beek for 40 million. First of all, um, Two things. I think it's a great price, and I think it's a great signing. What's your thoughts on yeah. it? Uh, yeah, absolutely fantastic price for um, for a, a proven player in Europe. Mm -hmm. uh, he's very young. He's versatile. He can play in um, man, many positions in the midfield area. Mm -hmm. um, he's a workhorse as well. And like you know, I mean, it, it was it was kind of between him and Jack Grealish and. You know, from from what we were hearing, the price that Villa uh, wanted for Jack Grealish was just just a bit too, you know, exorbitant. Um, and Van de Beek, you know, was the right price of forty million. And also smooth negotiations with Ajax. Yeah. Uh, Van der Sar being the link there, it really helped, and that's quite refreshing because, I mean, we really did have a headache with the. We're currently with the proposed Sancho deal, that's a bit of a headache. Mm -hmm. But even with Maguire last year and Bambasaka, you know, those were deals that took months, uh, yeah. months to, to get over it, the line. It is because the, the link more or less came out, I think it was burning about late Friday, and all of a sudden mm. here we are sitting with it more or less done in, 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 in a couple of days. And yeah. um, <clears throat> that is extremely pleasing. We really get that pleasure. But it was yeah. at, you're quite right, he is versatile. Uh, in a um, couple of things. First of all, he very rarely gets injured, which is which is a positive. Yeah. He's not someone you need to worry about with an injury record. Um, Dutch players with a good track record of succeeding at Old Trafford. Uh, mm -hmm. That's encouraging. And it was looking if you look down at that Champions League run, he scored against Spurs, he scored against Chelsea, he was influential in that Champions League run. We all talk about how good ZH yeah. was, but Van der Beek was just as important, if not more important than what ZH yeah. was. So, and a, a brilliant age of 23 to be coming into Manchester United. So very, very exciting. Yeah, it is. It's very exciting. And I think you talk about Ziyech and there's a lot of comparisons between Ziyech and Bruno. And I think it's he's the right kind of player mm -hmm. to to link up with Bruno as well in that midfield. Um, so, yeah, no, it's 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 very exciting. It's, uh, it's great to see a, a player, a young player as well in there, you know. Yeah, it's great to see a young player as well. And then you start to wonder, okay, if you look at last season, there's no question that buying a midfielder was mm. a massive pro proponent of what 
that happened the first half of the season because Pogba gets injured, United have a dearth yeah. of quality in there and, and, and they just don't have the quality to play the way yeah. Solskjaer wants. Thankfully, United haven't done that this season. They've added two midfielders really since uh, last summer yeah. um, and we no longer are short in there. Uh, what do you see being the midfield three? Do you see it being Bruno, uh, Pogba and Van der Beek uh, playing in a deeper role? Or what, 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 what do you think that'll work out? Uh, well, I think Van der Beek has been has kind of been brought in in a similar sense to to what they they could do with Sancho. In kind of they'll rotate Sancho and Greenwood. They'll probably rotate Van der Beek and Pogba or Van der Beek and Bruno. And um, there's going to be a lot more games coming up. Obviously, mm-hmm. Champions League games. You have to put you know the Champions League games that will occur on the on the Wednesday, and then there'll be league games on a say a Saturday afternoon. That's what Van der Beek kind of has been brought in for. You know, in terms of he'll he'll be he'll be rotated in, but he he'll play regularly as well. Um, like like you said, it's you know Solchar has spoken out as well. You know, mm-hmm. it's squad depth that we're looking for, and that's exactly what we're getting with Van der Beek. Um, I can't see him playing in the role uh, Matic and Fred mm-hmm. occupy. I just don't think it's I don't think it's suited to him. I agree. Um, he's more of an of of an attacking midfielder. Um, now that being said, he probably could, he could play in that position, um, but I think that's that's Matic's position from the start of the season next year. Now, you know, you know how things things could easily change. You know, one of the things that I wonder about, one of the problems United have had in that position is not having a a, a true ball player because yeah. what you see a lot is when it comes out from the defence into that position in midfield. Teams mm. target United, we saw it against Southampton, even against yeah. Bournemouth and stuff at home, where they were targeting that mid-holding midfielder who starts to connect yeah. the midfield. And I just wonder, does Solskjaer look at that and think, we need someone with a bit more technical ability in that position mm. that can link? But the problem is, when you've got two attacking midfielders like Pogba and Bruno, you need someone that's very, very good defensively yeah. too. Um, yeah. and, and so I think Fred is more of a ball player, but Maric is probably better defensively, so you sacrifice yeah. one or the other. Um, which, do you think there's a possibility that he's looking at that and saying, we need a better ball player in midfield that connects um, the midfield yeah. to, the, to, yeah. the, to the attack? <clears throat> yeah, I definitely think so. Um, and a midfielder, like, you, you, look, you, look, at, you look at his all-round game, he, he's all about quick link-up play. Um, his, his movement off the ball is fantastic as well. You know, so that that like he'll be suited to playing in in a system like that with Bruno, um, and he and he's actually, I was reading up as well, like he passes out to the right wing a lot. Mm-hmm. A lot of his passes go out there, and you know that suggests something could happen oh. in, in you know in, in a couple of weeks. Um, but yeah, he is. He's that kind of midfielder. He has a bit of technical ability to him, um, and he's great. He's he, he's great in the box as well, um. I think I think he's kind of more not his 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 short passing is a bit more, it's a bit better than his his long passing, which I think is something that we kind of we have we have that with Pogba we have that with Bruno, so um, I think he's there to kind of do the dirty work as well, which is great, you know. I mean, he's a Manchester United fan, and that's the type of thing and I like to see United make twenty three year old Dutch lad. And you know, coming yeah. through at Ajax, technically they'll be flawless, mm. right? And you know, with the reports with having Van der Sar, the likes of Van der Sar, there, the yeah. scouting reports will be solid on him. You know, they'll, they'll yeah. know everything about his personality, they'll know everything about his temperament yeah. and all the things that it that are hard to scout. 
um, we're yeah. having people on the inside. Another link that emerged over the weekend, which was quite surprising, you know, imagine this would only happen if someone was to leave with Thiago. Now, Thiago is a yeah. brilliant price. 30 million is a brilliant price. He's a magnificent midfielder, right? And, yeah. um, you know, would, uh, would be such a, a, an asset to Manchester United. But you look at the midfield as it is, you think, surely that wouldn't happen unless somebody leaves. Yeah, and, and the, pl- the player I'm thinking of is probably Fred. Mm-hmm. Um, if a player like Thiago come in, but I, I think I think United are looking at that kind of going, hmm, you know, it's it's <laughs> it's 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 eye candy in a sense for them. Oh yeah, I mean, at that price, why not? But I think I think it's, I think they're willing to wait for 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 Liverpool to actually maybe. I think they have a forty-eight hour deadline, both clubs, mm-hmm. and it's just Liverpool are very unsure about. You know, I, I'm surprised they haven't bid for him yet. It's it's a strange one, especially at that price. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I I I I can't see it happening though. But I mean, it, it'd be a real surprise if it did. You know, I'll, I'll be taking over Fred. Well, yeah. If if you know, there has I've seen I, I've seen, you know, a, a bit of noise about Fred going out and loan. But you know, I I don't know. If, 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 uh, I'd be very happy, Phil. I just, I just yeah. think it's fairly unrealistic, and I think it's, it's not a priority for. for I, the club I, I, at the minute. I was going to say uh, when you look at what United's other priorities are, um, mm. Thiago makes sense if they, if they know someone's leaving. If not, then yeah. I think, I think I'm happy with for the first time in a long time. I must say I'm happy with the numbers we have in midfield. Um, yeah, let's talk about the other gaping, uh, gaping hole in the team on on the right hand side. Because yeah. Mason Greenwood's been magnificent, right? And eventually yeah. he's he's going to be moved inside. But we also have to consider that Igalo is only going to be here for another couple of months. That yeah. is something that's going to have to be replaced. Mm. Um, we all want Jaden Sancho, right? It's going to cost a lot of money. Uh, yeah. A lot of that money, Bruce Dortmund went down. If if Manchester United had a, had a window of Sancho, Van der Beek and a centre-back, mm. I would have to say that would be a truly unbelievable window. Yeah. more than what we could have uh, dreamed of. Um, yeah. Do you think Jadon Sancho is still a possibility? Yeah, I think so. Um, I, th- I think uh, Dortmund are obviously in it for the long run and so are United. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, I, I, I think, I mean, we have to sell players because I know United mm-hmm. are all about having a, a very um, fair kind of net spend every season. Mm-hmm. So I can see a lot of outgoings. Um, and yeah, no, I think I think Jaden Sancho will happen. It, it, it'll probably be a few weeks, though. It'll it, a couple of weeks, could be a month. You know, it could be definitely coming up towards the deadline, maybe a week or two before um, the well, October fifth deadline. If it happens before the deadline, I would take that. You know, if, I'm yeah. not one of these people. It has to happen before the season starts because, yeah. like. United, are, they're going to need them over a long haul, right? So they'll be able to get by the first couple of weeks. If you look at the old window, right? Yeah. Oftentimes the season started when it, whenever the window was still open and deals were happening and United didn't yeah. buy till the last week of the window and, and they'd oh. already played two or three games. It used to happen a lot, yeah. right? So it's not an unusual situation. Um, they're not going to get caught out the first two weeks of the season of not having them. Uh, so yeah. if it happens where it happens at the end of the window, okay, I'm fine with that. Um, yeah. But he would be such an asset. I mean, can you imagine? 
Jaden Sancho in that Manchester United team with Van der Beek and the young centre back. I mean, that 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 is a very very yeah. exciting Manchester United team. It it, it does. It, it it looks very exciting, and it, it it kind of, you know, being being hopeful as I am, it it kind of at the start of the season it'll put us kind of in that position. Can we challenge for the title? Yeah. Can you know? Is this a possibility now? Um, because Solskjaer's recruitment so far, I think, has been. I think it's been pretty spot on um, compared to Mourinho and Van Gaal. I mean, and we're talking about as well that, you know, the late panic and it brings me back to 2014. Yeah. And, and I mean, I was innocent back then. We all were. And we just yeah. got excited at the fact that we brought in Di Maria and Falcao. Falcao. And, yeah, and, I mean, how alone, could you not love you know? that? I know. That just wasn't the right kind of, you know, that wasn't yeah. the, right, the right way to do it. Um, but yeah, and I think it, it goes back, and I was thinking about it today, I was, you know, I know they were Van Gaal signings, but I remember Van Gaal saying a few years ago that it's going to take this team four or five years to, to really gel together. This is, a, mm-hmm. this is a big project. And everybody was like, what? No, surely not. Um, and I don't think at the time Woodward and the Glazers really bought into that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think Van Gaal was the man for it, but he knew... He knew what direction the club had to go in, and I think that's what Solskjaer is doing right now. It, you know, it's it's a long term thing. It's it's kind of a it's a case of you know patience is a virtue. We'll get the signings in, and uh, we'll get the players in. You know, with the right recruitment um, in, involved in getting those players in. Uh, it's not just a kind of panic splashing on, say, mm-hmm. like even Dybala last year. I thought, mm-hmm. you know. People getting excited about that, and like he's clearly not interested. You know, it would have been another Di Maria kind of situation. I think that's a, a really, really important point. Is that there's, if you look at Solskjaer's recruitment, it's been thought out. It's been yeah. okay. How do they? How do they fit? Um, the only downside you could say so far to me was what we've already covered, not getting a midfielder last summer. Um, but yeah. he hasn't wasted a single pound of the club's money, right? I, I still think, I don't care what anyone says, to me, Harry Maguire is still a top defender. And if he played properly on the right-hand Absolutely. side with a left-footed yeah. centre-back, we'll see the best of Harry Maguire. Uh, yeah. I still think Wan-Bissaka, at the very least, is, is, is held as value. He's still a very, very good defender. He started to tire towards the end of the season. Yeah. Yes, there's parts of his game he needs to improve on. But so does most players his age. They're not the finished article. Yeah. Right, so oh. um, and and of course we, we, the other sentence that he's pulled off. I mean, Dan James to me still easily worse what we paid for him and Bruno Fernandez. Yeah, is ridiculous. Um, yeah. So uh, so he he deserves to be trusted in the market for me with United. United yeah, should back him because we've never really had this in in. This is the best United have looked in my opinion since Ferguson left. Yeah, you know, absolutely. I, I know we finished on sixty six points. I know that uh, Mourinho finished second, but. This is a United team that, that entertains, that excites. It's got yeah. young players. Um, it's got, I mean, I know Bruno Fernandes was, was really, really important, but the emergence of Mason Greenwood is probably as important as yeah, Bruno Fernandes. I mean, and Solskjaer deserves huge credit for, the, yeah. for for playing him, developing him, playing and, and pushing him. Um, yeah. uh, uh, what are you expecting from him next season? Oh, mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, I'm expecting... You know, I'm expecting them to really, um, you know, blow our minds again, <laughs> like yeah. he did. Uh, I think he's just gonna get even better. He's gonna grow. I mean, e- even even watching his um, 
his all-round game, even as, as just as a footballer. He's he's incredibly intelligent on the ball. Mm-hmm. He knows to look for a pass. He he's just he has so many attributes to his game. And listen, let's not get started when he's in front of goal because he just it, like it's it's phenomenal. I've never seen a player at that age. Maybe maybe Rooney. It was it's yeah. it's really reminds Rock me on. of Rooney. Um, a lot of people say Robbie Fowler as well. Yeah. Robbie Fowler was 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 younger. Mm-hmm. Um. He's very exciting, Phil. And I think as well, my only worry and slight issue is is if because we have to, Sancho is a priority. <clears> and <throat> I know he's going to fill that position. You know, I don't want us going into the new season without a Sancho and, you know, running Greenwood into the ground. Right. You know, he's still very young. Um, you know, so I think rotating him will, will, will definitely work. Rotating him with Sancho and Martial. Mm-hmm. So I think that's that's, you know... That's where Solskjaer is kind of, that's the route he's going to take with Greenwood. But um, listen, he's a phenomenal player. Uh, we have a real gem in our hands. Um, it's one of the most exciting players I've since, since, since Rooney. Well, easily. easily. Yeah, easily. And I think one of the things that excites me about him, Al, is the things that make him good um, are, not, uh, are not things you can start taking out of it. Like, for example, uh, he's a two-footed player. Right, mm. it's very very difficult. That's a natural skill. It's very, it, that yeah. is something that so few players have. Uh, yeah. It's not such something where he's a goal poacher and you're saying, all right, once you work out his game, you'll be able to nullify him. Right? He yeah. is someone that's very very good at running at you. He's got so such a wide variety of skills. And yeah. one of the things that, when if you look at the pace with with Mason Greenwood hits the ball and finishes, that says confidence. Right? Mm. Most strikers, when they get in front of the goal, will try to place it because. They both yeah. place it and hit it with power. It takes enormous confidence, right? Yeah. Uh, that kid has so much confidence, so much ability, and everything mm. about him to me says that's a kid built the last. We always say second season's the hardest, right? Um, yeah. But what I see, but, but I don't believe that, right? I think that such as that, that was true maybe thirty years ago, but today, such as mm. the, the 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 forensic scouting, the stun on players, you maybe get away with being an, an unknown for a couple of weeks, but that's yeah. it. And now teams start to take you into consideration. There was no yeah. one shocked by Mason Greenwood towards the end of last season. People weren't, I mean, you know, teams were 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 setting up yeah. to 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 nullify him. You're quite right in that he's a he, he's a young player that um, Solskjaer will know better than anyone whether to yeah. rest him or not. When to rest him? So I don't mm. have any concerns. But you need that. We need the depth. Um, I know uh, uh, Dan Teams is a good kid, really, really likable yeah. lad. To me, what he needs to do is what Adama Traore did and that build himself up a bit more physically uh, and add a bit yeah. more to his game. And maybe a year out on loan wouldn't hurt him. Yeah, definitely. I think working on his end product would mm-hmm. be, you know, definitely suited to him. Um, because, <laughs> you know, he's, he is a ton of pace. He could mm-hmm. be a problem for defenders. But it's just a case of, you know, simply looking up for that, for that final ball. Um and he showed shade, you know, he showed um, shades of us. I think from around August to November of last year. I mean, his assist for Rashford uh, against Liverpool, uh, and then his, I think it was the other assist against Norwich. Phenomenal um, mm-hmm. ball to Rashford. So he he has he has that to his game, and then his goals against Southampton and and Palace, like, you know, he he can definitely improve. Um, I I would say. I would say keep him. Um, don't loan him out. 
and use him as that kind of player that, you know, if you want to bring him on in the 70th minute, mm-hmm. you know, at, at one all, definitely, you know, he'll, he'll cause problems to a, to a tired defence. You cause problems to a tired defence or a defence that's high, uh, it gives you space yeah. in the hand. Yeah. What, 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 obviously, in the first couple of weeks, you know, they played that counter-attacking style. Once teams saw that you know, were playing that way, you started to sit deep against them. And that yeah. caused Dan James problems because he wasn't getting the space in behind anymore. Yeah. Um, but in games where, you know, your your team's chasing the game, maybe you're 1-0 up, you bring them on, you yeah. exploit that space in behind. I agree in that, um, you know, it would be, it would be uh, he, he's certainly not someone that... Um, Whereas a Jesse Lingard to me should be allowed to leave because to me, yeah, Jesse Lingard is a decent squad player, but yeah, um, doesn't get me off my seat whenever I see him coming on, doesn't freight, doesn't frighten the opposition. This is a time no. when he's got a year left on his contract, surely, uh, he must be one of the ones that you need. I mean, don't bring me in a real on Al unless you're looking to get, to, to get moved on, yeah. He, he he lacks, I mean, you can see it towards the end of the season. I mean, I know he had a he had a few good games. He got the goal against Leicester, and he scored against um, Lask. But he's he just he's a player when he lacks confidence. He really lacks confidence, and mm. form goes completely out the window. Um, and I mean, he was getting bullied. I think I, I was watching the Norwich game, the FA Cup uh, quarter final game, and he was getting bullied off the ball so much. Um, I mean, I think. A lot of the stuff he did off the field, I mean, it affected him, and it, it did. It affected his his all round game. Um, yeah, I mean, the clothing launch, I agree. the clothing label, all of that. I think he was just on such a high after, you know, that season, the second season under Mourinho, and then the World Cup, and it just kind of, you know, it got to his head a little bit. And then he's had he's had it tough as well in his personal life. So, you know, you have to feel for him. He loves the club. He adores the club. He's been at the club since he was a kid. But it might be the best thing for him to move on. You know, I I and I'd love I'd love nothing more to see him flourish at another club abroad. You know, I, I completely agree with that. And I think so. You need a fans to take some of the blame here because um, yeah. some of the stuff that was directed at him, quite frankly, was a disgrace. I was, I it, it was it was horrible. Yeah, honestly, awful. I mean, I was looking at his, the guy's Twitter feed, and I felt hard sorry for him. I just looked yeah. down and my like, Jesus Christ! You still have to remember this guy's a human being, right? Yeah. And regardless of whether he's the worst football you've ever seen in your life, yeah, there's a line, right? And, and people yeah. went over it way, way, way too far. And some of the it things that were labelled that much. guy disgraceful. And I can't I, imagine how that affected his mental health. Huh? It affected his mental health big time. And when I seen him out of form. It was more of a case. I actually felt really sorry for him. I did too. <clears throat> I re- I I could I I didn't get frustrated. I was just like, mm-hmm. this poor guy has you know, he has so much going on in his life. Uh, you know, I think his his mother's really sick, and mm-hmm. you know, and then obviously the stuff he did all you know, it may have been a good investment in his head at the time with the whole mm-hmm. clothing label thing sure. and and the other bits and bobs, but you know. It just it really did affect his game, big time, um, and I do. I just felt really sorry for him. And social media is, you know, what it's like. It's yeah. it's it's horrible for that kind of stuff, um, especially like the recent stuff about Maguire as well. It's I just know. absolutely <clears throat> appalling. It's just I'm I'm sickened by it. 
you know you I'll, stick I, for your players yes <laughs> you know? we'll, we'll get into McGuire in a minute but mm. uh, you're quite right about social media yeah I have to say the vast majority of responses that I get overwhelming but the negative stuff that exists if yeah. you don't have experience in learning how to understand this is just part of the game this is part of it you have to mm. learn to switch off I mean you take a look at someone like Greta Thunberg the abuse that she took yeah, the people that, that the abuse that's on Twitter at times is an absolute disgrace, and that the people oh. behind it is just I, 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 to me, it's a, well, Phil, it's a case. Life. It's a case is that it, that there, you know, it's it's even myself. You know, you put yourself mm-hmm. out there of to the public, you know, and it's you, you get it. You really do. You get it, and people just people are so narrow minded. It's mm-hmm. just it's it's a horrible thing, and. I mean, listen. There's there's a there's a Twitter account we all know, you know mm-hmm. that that directs hate at at, mm-hmm. at the players especially. Mm-hmm. And I was happy to see one of the players respond back to that certain account. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, listen. Um, on that, um, right? These log accounts, right? They, first of all, they do nothing to help the narrative of removing the glazers, right? Um, all they no. do, all they do is sully. The, uh, the the movement or whatever you want to call it, because then it becomes easy to people for people to attack it. And, <laughs> you, you know, the, it's the, comical the, though. It's it, comical, Phil, because they direct <clears throat> the hate at Solskjaer. So the, the hate goes all you know during the season. It's all completely directed at Solskjaer when he's not. You know, listen, he's getting the backing now, which is good. Um, but he wasn't getting the backing. You know, not bringing in a midfielder. As well, and listen, we know the history of the Glazers, and you know, look, um, when you're that pathological, right? Where mm-hmm. absolutely, and everybody is the enemy of the night coming out and slaughtering the Glazers, right? Yeah. Then, then yeah, you 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 lose credibility because you have no uh, objectivity. You are the idea that Solskjaer is going to sit in a press conference and slaughter the Glazers is just not realistic. The idea yeah. that people who work at the football club, many of them who are on regular wages, trying to feed a family, that they're the enemy is insanity, right? Yeah. You can have your issues with the Glazers and that's fine. And I have them too. Um, mm. But to then, to, to, to go and attack people who really have nothing to do with it, uh, to me, it, it obfuscates the issue yeah. and, and, and it becomes easy to attack for those who want to attack it. So if yeah. you remain focused on, look, if you want to contribute something positive, do it. Put, put mm. you know, if you want to put a movement together, do it. But if, if, if I was attacked, I was attacked because I went, attacked. On, I went on MUTV in 2016, look. and I was called a glazer, <laughs> glazer yeah, employee. I I, I, look, but 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 sitting behind a, a Twitter account slaughtering people is not activism, right? That's not. That, there's nothing productive to no. come from that, right? And no. and anybody, you know. Uh, I don't tell anyone how to support this football club. It's entirely up to them, right? Yeah. And I fully respect that the thing that we love the most watching this football club is very, very hard to give up. It's very hard for mm. me to give up. It's very, very hard for me. Uh, and a lot of people feel hopeless, so they end up banging at shirts and everything else because, yeah. well, why not, right? Because mm. if I choose not to buy it, it's going to mean nothing. There is no movement. That, and, and you could argue that the war is over yeah. it was lost, right? So, um, I, I, and I respect that. I fully do. Um, for me, um, I'm, I contribute to the Glazers and so does everyone else who watches it, right? Whether you watch yeah. it on TV or whatever, you contribute to them. That's just a fact, 
okay? Mm. Um, and I, for me, I, I, I accept that. I school, I'm not gonna slaughter anyone else because mm. um, it, it's none of my business what other people do with their lives. And, 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 yeah. and for many United fans, it's, look, there is no honest living to be made almost anymore, right? People mm. are slaughtering people from on their iPhones, right? Well, the, the people are making your iPhones are throwing themselves off the roof, right? Yeah. So, do you know what I mean? It's somewhere along the chain of, of your own income. There's, a, there's yeah. dirty hands on it, do you know what I mean? So there is no puritanical yeah. living to be made anymore. So, um, yes, I wish we lived in a better world. We wish we lived in a fair world. I wish these things didn't happen. Um, yeah. But just because uh, you, you happen to work for somebody or you, ha you own an iPhone doesn't mean you endorse what Apple do doesn't mean any of that, right? Uh, if I could crazy. find a way of living in a world where I didn't do that, I would do it. So anyway, I just find a lot of those log accounts to be counterproductive. They're, they're entitled to their opinion to say otherwise. But um, yeah. on the Harry Maguire thing, because I want to ask you about this. So we saw a lot of um, the media proselytizing about behavior and all this. Uh, a lot yeah. of these working for newspapers, by the way, that uh, have normalized racism and bigotry and what have you. Yeah. Um, they tell Harry Maguire how he needs to behave and how he needs to control contrition. Uh, before the full story came out, first story comes out, we find out Harry Maguire done what many of us would have done in that situation. I would have done exactly the same. I actually felt really sorry for Harry Maguire in that. And you could yeah. tell that the stupid statement about I'm Harry Maguire, I play for Manchester, was clearly he didn't say that. Um, what yeah. was your opinion on that? I mean, it's, it's a very dodgy situation. Um, he did, yeah, like what any what any uh, any brother, any older brother mm, would do. Of course, he, uh, he he defended his little sister, whether it be his little brother, his little sister, whatever. You know, um, he had every right to to mm -hmm. do that, um, and for people, you know, suggest to keep your cool in that situation. How the hell can you keep your cool Absolutely. in a situation like that? You know how. Um, I've heard nothing but good things about Harry Maguire mm -hmm. um, as a professional and, and as as a as a lad in general, you know. Mm -hmm. um, I, my, my heart broke for him in that interview. He, he just—it looks like it's really affected him mm -hmm. big time, um, and that's not good to see. It really isn't. Um, and I think yeah, the media the media need to need to calm down as well, you know, with with directed hate and racism at certain players mm. as well you know um it's just it's it's not good and you know and i think as well people were jumping to conclusions about Maguire when they first mm -hmm. heard all of this stripping with this stripping with that um sell him uh, there were some fans on twitter celebrating the fact that he uh, he got arrested and he was guilty um yeah that that uh, you know I'll go on a rant about those fans. They're not true fans of, of this football club, in, in my opinion. Um, they're the kind of fans that turned on Bruno Fernandes because he had one or two bad games towards the end of the season. It is. Absolutely. <laughs> it is. They're infuriating, man. Absolutely infuriating. Yeah. Um, and, and um, you know, for me, footballers are held to an unfair standard anyway. Right? And we saw this at the start of the pandemic. They were the one people in the high wage bracket that were asked to make contributions. Mind yeah. you, the, the politicians and their cronies who were on way more money than footballers mm -hmm. didn't feel fit to do it the same. Um, yeah. But they're always held to this ridiculously high standard. And they're easy targets. Yeah. 
and Al, you've been around professional athletes. I've been around professional athletes, right? Yeah. When the the I've been out with footballers, and I've seen some of the abuse that they take from people, from drunken fans, and what have you. And, yeah. and what they constantly have to turn a blind eye to was things that are said mm. to their wives, things that are said to their family, and they know that if they react, they're the only ones with anything to lose. Yeah. The papers will slaughter them, and they'll care nothing for the the ridiculous provocation that they constantly yeah. face. Um, so, like you, I felt sorry for Henry McGuire. There has to be a point when you're not a Manchester United player, you're a human being. And in a situation where your sister's being attacked or potentially being attacked um, with, with mm. something that you don't know what, you're not a Manchester United player, you're a human being. And yeah. you're entitled to react the way any single one of us would. Yeah. So, um, and, and given what, everything he said, I believed about being mm. attacked by, on, by, by, if I was being attacked by people that were not in police clothing, I would, I would, I would be suspicious too. Who are these people? What's going on? I mean, yeah. I have to think he's an idiot. You know, he's Manchester for, for mm. defender, one of the most popular, one of the most well-known players in the world. I mean, yeah, I, I, I don't blame him for for having that reaction, and I would have done exactly the same. Mm. And the, the idea that he should be stripped of the captaincy is just absolutely absurd. And the idea, by the way, that I wouldn't defend any other Manchester player in that situation. Um, because some some fans have made this, this scandalous implication. The idea that I wouldn't defend if it was anyone else in that situation who played for Manchester yeah. or any other human being, by the way, you know, defend really every just, every defend, course, defend every Man United player, <clears throat> you know, it, upon hearing the facts, of course, as well. You know, when I when I heard it at first, I wasn't there wasn't I, I held no anger towards Maguire because it just mm. sounded it sounded pretty ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you know, yeah. Um, the more, the more you heard about it, and the more kind of information that was coming through, um, you know, it was, it was more so of a, of a shock. And I think with any other player, it'd be a shock as well for them, kind of to, to react in that way, to, to, to hear news like that. And then when you hear more about how he defended his sister, and you know, the pieces really do come together. Well, let me ask you about a potential centre back signing to point yeah. Harry Maguire. Because we talked about what we need on the right-hand side. We know what we need. The one question we haven't answered is who would be a suitable centre-back? Um, it seems to be nobody standing out at the minute. There's an obvious yeah. saying. Alder Weireld. Um, <laughs> uh, who, would you, who would you go for in that situation? Um, we're hearing Upa Meccano. Yeah, I would um, cross. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's the dream. Uh, I don't know if it will happen since he just signed a a new contract. Uh, but I get heard, a clause on it. Is there is yeah, there's no clause on it until next summer, I believe. Is that that's what I've what I've heard. The, next summer the clause is activated and I think it's like forty million or something along the lines of that. Uh, but I'm I'm hearing like I don't really know I've seen it up in Meccano, I've watched him in the Bundesliga a few times and obviously that impressive game against Atletico Madrid and mm-hmm. he looks a real player I'm not too sure about some of the other um, links uh, mm-hmm. Badia Chile from, yeah, from Monaco and, mm-hmm. and um, Pa Torres from Villarreal um, either way I think Upa Meccano is that's the signing that's the signing you want to make and that's the kind of player you know who playing alongside Maguire he'd really compliment Maguire you know? yeah, one, of th- one of the things that I do like about United is they seem to be scouting the right type of player now. Um, they seem to be scouting 100%. that young yeah, player in the young age bracket 
the, yeah. um, that, that are, that are, you know, uh, Upper McConnell is perfect to me. I think a yeah, perfect age bracket. Um, yeah. and, uh, that's the type of player I want to see Nitic go after, uh, yeah. or the young lad at Monaco that's being scattered properly. So uh, I hope that signing is made out because, uh, mm. we do need a, 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 and then in terms of players going out, um, quickly, uh, who do you think we should sell? You think it, uh, Lingard, Smalling? Okay. Got to get, yeah, Smalling, I think, Smalling, I think will go. Um, and I've actually, I've re, you know, listen, I've appreciated Smalling uh, as a defender. I think he's been, I mean, we haven't had many good defenders in the last decade, but I think he's been one of the, mm-hmm. you know, one of our more solid centre-backs. Uh, we obviously had Rio and Vidic the start of the decade, but, uh, you know, I've liked Smalling. I liked him in his, um, I liked him under Van Gaal as well, but... Mm-hmm. I think his time is is definitely coming to an end, and he's very he seems to be he's playing really well at Roma. He got into the yeah. Serie A team of the year, and this is what I'm talking about when it, you know when we go to Lingard. I think he really would flourish at another team, yeah. like Smalling would. And and mm-hmm. you know I'm seeing Smalling play so well. I'm delighted for him. You know you can only you have to be happy for for some of these ex players. You oh, know of course. Um, he, even look even Lukaku. I know he went out. I know it was a little sour. Kind of the way he left it, but I, I, you know, his interview, I think a couple of weeks ago, uh, praising the club, praising mm-hmm. Solskjaer and the team. I think, you know, that that's I had a lot of respect for him after that, and he seems to be playing well under under a different system that suits him. Um, so yeah, no, I'm thinking Lingard, uh, Pereira, Smalling, Rojo. We gotta get rid of Rojo. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's it's just ridiculous is how much that guy is earning and he's not playing enough. Like, And I think another player who I really I have a lot of sympathy for, but I just don't think it's it, he's good enough for this team now, uh, Phil Jones. Yeah, I think um, I would agree with that. I really feel sorry for him as well because uh, he's been just the brunt of criticism. Um, from from the actual Twitter UK mm-hmm. account. I don't know if you've seen that tweet a few weeks ago. What was um, They tweeted something about Phil Oh, Jones. yes, I did see that. Yeah, which I thought yeah. was uh, I thought was classless, to be honest. It was uh, absolutely horrible. I think I think that lad is um, he's gone through enough of you know mm-hmm. social media abuse, all of that. Um, you know, I think he, I remember he came out with a quote saying, he, I think he signed a contract that he'd get, um, he'd, he'd get kind of an, an oh my God, I'm lost for words here. What's what's the game you get <laughs> when a player paper comes play. to the end of the paper, paper play or? Comes to the end of the, the testimonial. Oh, the testimonial, yeah. Yeah. Um, and he says, oh, oh, I I am, yeah, I know. I heard this comment. They don't, he, see, he came out and he says, oh, I think nobody, the only people who show up would be my mom and dad. And my heart just, my heart oh, actually mate, broke. See it see broke him. for the guy. Um, so like that, I, like all these outgoings, you know, some of the fans will be happy to see them leave. Um, I'll be happy to see them leave in a sense that I want them to do well at any other club they go to because, you know, they've been unlucky here, especially... Lingard, especially, I really think he's what twenty-seven. He's still got a few mm-hmm. years, and um, I'd, I'd love a mid-table club, club in the Premier League, somewhere in Italy, somewhere in Spain. Yeah, exactly. You know, I'd love to see him do well. 
Yeah, there's none of the United players I wish ill will on. Um, and and yeah. Phil Jones thing is is a great point. That I, that comment as well absolutely broke my heart. It, it, I, mm. And I thought to myself, you know, it, people, oh, he's already he's making this much money. Stop defending human beings by how much money they make. It has nothing yeah. to do with their happiness. Money buys mm. comfort. It does not buy happiness. And, yeah. and Phil Jones, it's not his fault that he's injured. It's not his fault that this happens. He would have chosen a completely different life path, career, had, mm. uh, uh, and it's not his fault. And it must be very, very difficult for the lad mentally to constantly be. Yeah. He's probably embarrassed about it, right? And mm. and I, I genuinely feel sorry for the lad. And uh, mm. he's never, never let you down off a pitch. He's never done anything stupid, you know. And yeah. uh, you know, to, to turn around and say I think the only people who turn up, uh, honestly, human beings need to do better and and really think yeah. about this and and. Uh, you know, don't be doing the daily mail of determining someone's mental health by how much money they make. Um, that has nothing to do with it. Uh, Lastly, I want to ask you about uh, Dallo. What's going on? Yeah, I'm. I'm not sure with with, with Dallo. Um, I mean, I've always kind of uh, my opinion of Dallo has been. You know, I don't think he's a right back. He's a right winger. You mm-hmm. know, yeah. um, I always thought move him, move him up to the right wing, um, kind of like a Garrett Bale situation yeah. um at Spurs when he was playing at left back and they moved him up to they moved him to left wing. Um I don't know. I I I I'd be sad to see him go. I think there's a, I, I think there's a lot of potential there. Um I think his crossing is fantastic. He really, he's, a, he's a great crosser of the ball and he has a bit of pace about him. Um I think a factor in Dallo staying could be Bruno Fernandez because they seem to be very close. Mm-hmm. Um so you never know. I mean, I'm hearing as well, you know, Ethan Laird mm-hmm. will be making that step up to the first team. Ethan Laird and, and Mengi next season. Mm-hmm. Um, so he might, you know, he might serve as kind of, you know, um, you know, he might be competing with Wambasaka for that right back position. And I don't know where Dallow will kind of fit in there. But um, I think he's, I, just, I think he's a good player. I really do. Defensively, I just think he's he's a bit off, but going forward, he's brilliant. I've heard Solskjaer doesn't read him, which is bizarre to me. Because yeah. when I look at like Sofosu Manta playing ahead of him, I'm like, Dallas yeah. never done anything. I can't remember a really awful mm. game that Dallas had. I mean, no. every time he's played, I'm, I've been excited about him coming on. He adds something to the yeah. game. And it, it bizarre situation to me. Uh, I know he's been injured a lot. Um, but um, yeah. like you, Al, I would not like to see him go. Last question, mate. What is realistic? Let's say Solskjaer gets this three. He gets Van der Beek, he gets Sancho, and he gets a yeah. centre-back. What, I think this is the season where Solskjaer has to be judged completely. I think there's been mitigation yes. for not judging him completely in other seasons, but this really is the time where you say, all right, you've been given enough tools. Top four should not be in doubt next season. What do you think? <clears throat> yeah, definitely. Um I think going into this season now, it's, you know, can we compete? Yes. Um, because I, I remember at the start of the season last year against Chelsea, I was like, yeah, I think we've got top four. Yeah. Kind of, you know, it's, it's, I, I just top four was in my mind. Didn't even, t- like, nobody thought about the, the title, even though we battered Chelsea 4 yeah. mm-hmm. Um No, I think definitely it's kind of a question of, you know, Let's go for it. See what we can do here. You know, we had an, an unbelievable from from Fre- February up to the end of the season. 
Um, we had a fantastic run, uh, bringing in Bruno Fernandez. We've got this quality now. We've got Sancho. We've got Van de Beek, centre half. There's a bit of squad depth there. Young players coming up, um, mm-hmm. like Mengi, Laird, um, I think uh, that young lad Hannibal Mabry will will mm-hmm. feature in a few games as well. Um, so yeah, definitely, I think. Let's, let's, let's see. Let's let's see if this this team can can challenge for the title. Let's bloody go for it. I think That's we can maybe see some Arnold Pojmal as well. And uh, next season, um, I know uh, yeah. Nick Nick Wood was talking very highly about him. So uh, yes. and then we've got these young Spanish uh, fullbacks coming in, Gerardo and the young lad Gerardo. from Real Madrid. So we're looking forward to seeing them. Good to see Ned and yes. in their youth team again. Um, and yes. uh, seventeen year olds are never far away from the first team if they come in and do well. Um, yeah. it's good to see that happening so mm-hmm. I'll, always a pleasure mate keep up the fantastic work your podcast your, your, <laughs> your work is absolutely magnificent mate thank um, you <laughs> I, I don't know how many times I've had people and my neighbours never hang on like, watch this watch this and, and the, the, <laughs> it's magnificent right? absolutely magnificent thank you so much for everything absolute pleasure Great. mate and Great. I take care pleasure, Phil. see Thanks, you pal bye bye